Hello, and welcome to episode 224 of Regular Features. I'm a wise old mountain dweller, <laughs> and on my right is Steve Hogarty. Hello, I'm a stupid old mountain dweller. <laughs> I live up here with the wise old mountain dweller. And together we make quite the comedy pairing. I find your stupidity irritating at times, but I do love you. Who's that on my left? It's someone I don't love at all. I'm your goat, and Joe Scrabbles. <laughs> and in my mind, goats have no place on the mountain at all. You should have all wiped out. Get out of my fucking domain. <laughs> anyway, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wise at all. I'm John Blythe. You, you are wise. You can You're call wise. me Log. No, Log, my alter ego, is the wise one. John Blair just goes around being stupid. We're running the fucking pub for cunts in Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> That's got not st- true. You're all nice. You've got a story you want to tell? <laughs> Who's the latest cunt? Whoa. Newest cunt. Oh, wow, you want me to rank my, my customers in chronological cuntiness? Yeah. <laughs> you were in the pub recently. I was. Yeah. I, I burst in. And Log did a real-life double-take in a way that really pleased me. You know you get one, one, something that was so unexpected and so pleasant that I thought, this has got to be the start of a chain of events. So there's going to be... Steve's going to come through. Mm-hmm. I love how you immediately thought, I wonder if Steve's here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he actually made this point to me and my friend that he was sure that the whole cast must be there and that it couldn't be possibly as disappointing <laughs> as just the newest member of Regular Features. Well, it must be the old thing. one. You should have warned me that it was just you and your fans just so that I wouldn't get my hopes up. That's all. I'm mm. not saying you're a disappointment. I'm just saying... You're, you're not disappointed. As, you're not as good as you might have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice, and I don't care. You gave me one free drink. What? Yep. I've never gotten a free diddly squit out of you, Log. You should come in in fewer numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of you. I can take the hit. Uh, pardon me. Oh. There'll be more of that later. <laughs> I can promise you. <laughs> don't touch that dog. <laughs> Episode 224, and I've got a 22 for you two. For what? A 22 To early, what end? A little dress. Time Steve's regular feature, Steve's Flight 2017. Welcome aboard. <coughs> Are you all buckled in? <laughs> well, we just of... got on and I have to be buckled in now. That's quick. That's how planes work. I don't buckle myself in for minutes after I've got on a plane. Well, you I enjoy stretch. the freedom of the of the waist, so you can like thrust it around and stuff. The freedom of the waist, yes. <laughs> That's what I was given by the mayor, and I'll use it. I I usually can't wait to buckle buckle in. Really? Yeah. Do you tighten it right I just up? Sit there going, go 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 go. Like, like an Opus <laughs> Dei cinch. <laughs> just wishing for the plane to start moving. I got a I got a WhatsApp. Uh, WhatsApp message, me- text message on from uh, the internet on my phone, and it seemed like it was a chain mail message or something that my mother or grandmother would forward to me, uh, because it was one of those really mawkish. Send this to ten people in your twenty seventeen. It's going to be super duper really nice and good. And I'm going to re- I'm going to read it out to you now. You'll understand. Okay. 
boarding on flight 2017 has been announced. Hope you have checked in only the best souvenirs from 2016 in your luggage. The bad and sad moments, if carried, must be thrown away in the garbage bins on arrival. The flight will be 12 months long. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> so, loosen your seatbelts, you know that, Joe. Mm-hmm. Jingle and mingle. How can you... Just because your seatbelt's loose doesn't mean you can go to the extreme... Freedom of mingling. Yeah, mingling. the most Push you could do out through your seatbelt. The most you could do is lift an armrest and put one ass cheek on your neighbour. That's the most mingle yeah, you could mingling. get. That's as mingly. The stopovers will be health, love, joy, harmony, well-being, and peace. Refueling will be at. <laughs> oh God! Someone's had an idea and decided to unwisely run with it. <laughs> Giving, sharing, and caring. Now I don't know whether that, they don't refuel at one of the stopovers because that seems to make sense. Mm. Yeah, like refuel at joy. And it's almost what? like if you stop over, that implies that people get off and on. So some people get to health and just fuck <laughs> off. Where's your love? The following menu is offered and will be served during the flight. <laughs> Cocktail of friendship. Supreme of health. Grating of prosperity. Bowl of excellent news. <laughs> Salad. Hot bowl? I don't know. Salad of success. Cake of happiness. All accompanied by bursts of laughter. What's up? What? Burst isn't a food. No, it's <laughs> not a food or a drink. <laughs> but remember, you will enjoy these meals and the journey better if you talk, share, smile, and laugh together. This bit's really ominous. Sitting silent will make the flight seem longer. <laughs> oh my Twelve God. months long. <laughs> Snarl- long flight. Snarling at your passengers <laughs> could create turbulence that will kill you all. Using to jingle. Nor mingle. (laughs) Wishing you and your family an enjoyable trip on board Flight 2017. Before Flight 2016 ends, may you and your family be blessed with an awesome year ahead. Stay blessed. Hang on. Is this a year or a plane? Uh, Plane that's a mess for for a year. Yeah, but stick with it. Don't say year all of a sudden. I don't know what the fuck I'm flying in. An awesome flight ahead. Yeah, enjoy your flight. Well, that's. uh, do you know who sent that? Um, someone called May. May sent it to you? May sent it to Randomly. me. Randomly? Yeah, it was like an unknown number in my WhatsApp. Oh my god. Yeah. That is more ominous, if anything. Sometimes what get... if they only sent it to you? Sometimes you get ads for diesel jeans. What? Well. Yeah. Did you ever get that? Nope. Unwanted. I've never had spam. Huh. Did you buy a diesel jean once in a diesel shop? They do take your details. Did they make an end-to-end encryption joke? I did. Like the end-to-the-end. <laughs> what? I don't know. Encrypted denim. Yeah. Like it's black. It's hard to see. That's the most encrypted colour. I've written a script about what will happen on Flight 27. If it doesn't include oh the fact that you can drink the milk of human kindness, then I'm going to be furious. <laughs> Tray table up, please. Thank you. Uh, would you mind putting your armrest down for me, love? Thank you. Just as we're taking off, yes. Oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, sir. Sir. Yes? What is that down there by your feet? Oh, this. Uh, it's just some emotional baggage from the year 2016. Sir, you are aware that there is no bad and sad baggage allowance on this flight, flight 2017. And you were supposed to put any sad and bad moments in the garbage bins before boarding this flight, flight 2017. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, it's just that, well... My wife died, and now she's represented by this Samsonite carry-on case that I take with me on metaphorical, metaphorical journeys such as these. Sir, please keep your voice down. The memory of your dead wife will have to go on the hold, or else it will poison Flight 2017, and we'll crash into the ocean of misery and drown in the waters of grief. Oh, no. Uh, please, can't I just stick her under the seat in front of me? Oh, my ass! Is that someone shoving the memory of their dead wife under my seat? Or have my tits become sentient and grown roots into my body that have worked their way through my neck and coiled around my brain and made me go insane, imagining things? I'm sorry, madam. It's my dead wife, so it is. Sir, you're causing a scene now. I'm going to have to remove you from flight 2017. Stop the plane. Everybody stop the plane. We're not going anywhere until this sad prick gets off. Yes, shit off, mister, and take your stupid dead bag wife with you. I'm sorry, I'm not going anywhere until I get my bowl of excellent news. Right, that's it. I'm getting the pilots. What's going on here? This is flight 2017, stopping at health, love, joy, harmony, well-being at peace. Well-being and peace. <laughs> As a pilot, you should know all of the stops. <laughs> <laughs> I did, it's just the, the linking words that I got wrong. <laughs> this is flight 2017, stopping at love, health, joy, harmony, well-being and peace. I'm Not sorry, flight idiots. He, he did get them the wrong way. He got all love and health way. the wrong way around, which would result in inefficient fuel usage. Yes. Please do it again. You'll crash into the ocean of misery. Come on, come on then, lad. We're going to get this right this time. Come on. This is flight 2017, stopping at health, love, joy, harmony, well-being, and peace. Not flight idiot stopping at whatever the fuck this shit show is. Do I look like the kind of pilot who would fly a plane called flight idiot? What would that make me? Captain idiot of the stupid plane that nobody likes? Is that what you're saying, what I am? No! I just want to hold on to the sad memory of my dead wife, who died when she pressed the wrong button on a treadmill and was catapulted into a barbell. I think it's okay to have sad memories and that you shouldn't throw them in the bin. Oh, great. Now everyone remembers her sad death. Now everyone has sad bags. The cabin is filling up with sad duffel bags. You and your dead wife ruined Flight 2017. My bag, which moments ago was a happy bag, is now, is now a sad bag. Fine. And now the plane is crashing. It's fueled by friendship and success. And nothing about this is a success. I thought we hadn't taken off yet. We Yes, well, we, we did. But we needn't have bothered now because we're plummeting to our deaths. Thanks. I just died in the impact. Oh, so have I. And me too. I have as well. I died in the plane crash. for the next regular feature. Hello, do you remember 2016 when Lord Heseltine strangled a dog? He I did, you know. Are you getting Lord Heseltine mixed up with David Cameron? No, he... And dogs mixed up. We, I, I don't know. What, he, what, what? he strangled a pig with his penis. <laughs> Lord Heseltine. He pinched its nose and fucked its mouth. <laughs>
Until its head completely came off its body. Yeah, and he carried it around Oxford like the <laughs> mighty hero he was. And then he was Prime Minister. Lord Heseltine, uh, the barbaric foe of Thatcher, apparently, according to the Telegraph I read today, mm. uh, he strangled his dog, Kim, um, and Tatler said that he killed that dog during the strangling. And these are his words from Tatler. It says, I went to stroke him and he started biting me. If you have a dog that turns, you just cannot risk it. So I took Kim's collar, a sort of choker chain, and pulled it tight. Suddenly, he went limp. I was devoted to Kim, and he'd obviously had some kind of mental breakdown. <laughs> and that's what Lord Heseltine said about strangling his dog to death. Some sort of canine breakdown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perhaps he'd seen a cat out of the window. One cannot be sure, but it is always best to strangle dogs in this situation. <laughs> he barked once at the, at the postman. In an ungentlemanly I, fashion. And I killed my 34th dog. <laughs> That's a thing that actually and was... the 35th from the basement. It was his time for daylight. <laughs> you are also Kim. <laughs> So that's the thing that Lord Heseltine actually did, and I wrote a short story that's about Lord Heseltine. How things work when you're posh, though, isn't it? You said posh, really posh. 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 Hello. It's ruthless and it's you know heartless and it lacks compassion. Because mm. if you're posh, you say dog, and that sounds dog. like a dog saying its own species whilst being strangled to death. <laughs> dog. That's that's what it sounds like to me. And that's what being posh is all about. (laughs) What's your story? Here's a short story about Michael Hestine strangling animals. Or not really. Michael Heseltine was on the phone shouting... What? Is it a long story? When he said said not really. Uh, It was really... It's more about just him murdering animals indiscriminately. Get on it. Michael Heseltine was on the phone shouting at the editor of Tatler when he realised he wasn't actually holding a phone but the otter he was saving for lunch. <laughs> he crushed its abdomen, leaving each end twitching and drooling a separate liquid, seemingly independent of one another. It reminded him of the myth of cutting a worm in half that leaves two living worms behind. Mm. Minutes later, he was knee-deep in a freshly dug hole in his garden, snapped otter, sucked dry, screaming at a mole to get out of his way before stamping on its legs and throwing it over his shoulder for the cats to finish off. He'd clearly forgotten that he'd drowned Tiger in the overflowing sink for treachery after finding poor Millie stuck, bent and snapped in the U-bend. He'd also forgotten that he'd put Millie down there in the first place because she'd given him side-eye in the pantry. You simply cannot take the risk. Pantry. Very posh room, that. <laughs> side-eye. Side-eye in the pantry. Side-eye. <laughs> the earlier Sherlock Holmes novels. <laughs> Screaming, he pulled a dirty fist from his muddy little pit, clutching his quarry. Worm foie gras? He asked no one in particular. Six months later, his poor worms force-fed on garbage nutrients for 18 hours a day, he decided it was time for the harvest. Grabbing one, he slid the box cutter he'd found inside that mule corpse in the stables earlier down the length of its body and scoffed what he assumed was worm liver. It was then that the door burst open. I went to greet him and he started truncheoning me, said Lord Heseltine on the news. If you have an intruder that turns, you just cannot risk it. So I took the beam, I chained my free-range worms to it at night when they come in from pasture, and hit him hard. I respect the RSPCA, but he'd obviously had some kind of mental breakdown. (laughs) He wiped a brown liver stain from the corner of his lip and offered a thin smile. Thin like a worm. (laughs) That's my short story about Michael Heseltine. And all of that's bullshit because Lord Heseltine did not strangle his dog to death. 
He just make out that he did to seem well, cool around his friends. Out. He strangled his dog until it was unconscious, and then, and then had it put paw. down the next day. Did he use its paw to open a, a, a locked door? <laughs> he did. Scanner, and then also <laughs> had to use the ocular scanner, so it had to have a gleam of life still in it right. that reflected. Just pressed its face up against. It the, did for the dog like gold. Spencer, <laughs> yeah, just like a big room full of dog biscuits. Absolutely gold ones so yeah he didn't actually kill his dog uh, and what this was his explanation to the telegraph but there's a game element here I'm going to read out his explanation to the telegraph of what actually happened to Kim on that fateful day and the day afterwards but you have to guess the words that I've left out Mm. it's a load of blank bollocks hooey rubbish it's all true that the dog blanked on me came I was going to say wanked because it sounded like blanked, but there you go. But then dogs do come rather than wank, don't they? Turned on me, and there was a lot of blank. Come. Blood. Blood is correct. (laughs) But I eventually managed to blank the dog. Come. (laughs) Wank. You're doing exactly what I hoped. (laughs) Pacify the dog by getting hold of his blank, blank. (laughs) Juvenile penis. Angry face. <laughs> Choker chain. Pushing it back to his blank. Lipstick. <laughs> Wife. <laughs> Pause. Oh. I thought it was a wife. <laughs> his dog wife. All the way back to his wife. He was in another room. It was very blank. Sad. Grizzly. Frightening. And I pulled it by the blank blank. Post office. Midnight hour. (laughs) I just hit my head. I pulled it by the choker chain again, which was very common in those days for blank. Me. Dogs. Alsatians. By this time, he was on his blank blank, and I was on my blank. Last legs arse. <laughs> he was on his last legs, and I was on my arse. Fifth pint first. <laughs> <laughs> then using the blank, I forced him to the blank blank. <laughs> oh wait, no, just the blank. Sorry. Wand, negative dimension. Using <laughs> <laughs> the wand, I forced him to the negative dimension. Mm. <laughs> Log any any increase on that? We have, no, no, I just had to look around to check if we were peaking because we we, we, we started roaring with laughter. <laughs> it was then using the chain I forced him to the ground. Whereupon he reverted to the blank blank we knew and loved. Child form. <laughs> yeah, I was going to just say Charmander form. Ordinary dog. You can't take these risks, especially in this case with my very blank wife and blank mother. Large, large. <laughs> I can't be that. My very simple repetition cannot be best. My very pregnant wife and elderly mother, who would have been blank with him. Kind. <laughs> Alone. Uh. <laughs> 
The next day we discussed the issue with the local vet and we all agreed there was no choice but to blank, 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 blank. So that's what we all agreed. Dance the kill. night away. <laughs> 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 fuck, kill, love. <laughs> Put the dog down. <laughs> this was 1964 and I was blank. <laughs> Michael Hesseltine. <laughs> 24. Oh. <laughs> My mother had gone on blank, 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 and was away for six weeks. Blankety blank with her sister. <laughs> a cruise to South Africa. We were delighted to have him because he was a blank, 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 but he was used to having blank, 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 and we had him indoors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Big old dog. Yep. <laughs> and then six... We were delighted to have him because he was a big old dog, but he was used to having six words, and we had him indoors. His own way, you know, <laughs> sexually. Dogs, you know, <laughs> sexually. <laughs> we were delighted to have him because he was a beloved family pet, but he was used to having two acres to roam around in, and we had him indoors. And to finish this... Blank, 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 blank. That is actually him just saying the word blank 15 times. Please accept this explanation for the time that I killed my dog. That's actually... Forgive me. It's really not far away. <laughs> to have him over with hindsight was not a good thing to have done, but that's what we did. <laughs> Lord Hesseltine on strangling his dog, Kim. Oh, that's fantastic. On strangling dogs by Lord Michael. <laughs> Hello? Joe? Hello, Steve. I'm John Blythe, and in two hours and one hour and 22 minutes, it's going to be my birthday. Mm. And I've got a few birthday wishes for you to fulfil in any way you can see fit. Um, yeah, 43 years old. Ooh, that's the last time the second number in my age will be lower than the first until I'm fucking 50, my friends. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> birthday wish number one will require you to look down and... Indulge me as I want to be the queen in a remake of The Crown in which the Duke of Edinburgh is really clumsy and the queen blows raspberries as a form of twee self-censorship. Mm-hmm. So, go ahead, Steve. You're Prince Philip. I'm going to be the queen because I want to be the queen. It's my birthday. You can't stop me. And Joe, you're Butler Prime, the butler to the queen. Butler Prime. Is he a robot? Do as him as you see fit. Mm, no. Hello, the queen. Now that we're married and I'm the biggest and most obvious cock in Britain... I thought I'd do some decoration. Oh, that's a lovely idea, Philip. I'll be too busy putting crowns on my tits, I suppose. Madam, if I may be so bold, the crowns and tiaras and such like go on one's head. On one's head? Do they just? Well, that does make more sense now you mention it. I don't know why I assumed they'd go on my tits. Because it raises more questions than it answers, doesn't it? I mean, first of all, I'd have to lie down so they wouldn't fall off my royal hooters. And then people wouldn't be able to see my face because I'd be lying down. So I'd have to paint little faces on the undersides of my tits. One boy and one girl, so no one thought my tits were gay. And then they'd have to talk to each other because not two silent tits just standing there would be creepy. 
So I'd have to do the voices, and I imagined it'd be a sound a bit like this when I first launched one of my ships in the Queen. I hereby declare this big ship for tits open for business. God bless this big ship and every tit what goes in it. I certainly hope it doesn't sink, killing the majority of tits on board. What's it called again? The Tit-Tanic. Oh no! What a wonderful aside that was. Worthy of Family Guy itself. <laughs> I've forgotten the voice We're for back Battle of Prime. Yeah, Might I ask what Sir is doing with those gigantic priceless crystal dominoes that were a present from Egypt? Uh, part of my home decoration. I have assembled them in a line, spaced at a distance roughly three quarters of their height. Now I am going to stride around the room with my big gangly legs and these enormous wading flippers. I wouldn't recommend that, sir. You're extraordinarily clumsy and very close to the- Oh, butterscotch! They're all smashing silently. There you go, right? They're all smashing, so, because I can't. Yeah. Because no one's going to put any sound effects into waiting this, for, are they? Waiting for silence. <laughs> They're all smashing silently. And Cleopatra's coming to dinner. She's a notorious bitch. <laughs> You've really upset her this time, sir. I've never heard her go off like this before. And wish number two, you Just are moving going right to... on to wish number two. <laughs> you are going to fucking sit there while I attempt to burp the Star Trek theme tune. Hello, readers. Steve here, just editing the podcast. Uh, and while Joe and I did... Uh, sit through Log's burping rendition of the Star Trek theme, I see of no good reason why you should have to listen to it, because it's kind of made me want to throw up. So, back to the podcast. It's not my fault that failed, it's your fault, because my Christmas dream did not come true. And it's not even Christmas anymore! I've lost complete thought of what this feature is. <laughs> Dream number three. I want to try and relive my old fantasy. Not dreams, they're wishes. <laughs> what? It's not even Christmas. Christmas dream or birthday <laughs> wish. They wish. Christmas dream? Belching Star Wars? No. You've Star lost Tra- the plot. 43. I can, I can do Grandad. You can't think straight. <laughs> I can do... I like chickens clucking Star Trek. You go... And that's, uh, and that's not a wish that I want to indulge now. So um, <laughs> I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'll forgive you for letting me stop. Um, birthday wish number three mm. is to relive the old fantasy I had whilst being a video games journalist of actually being a part of a video game creative process. So um, here's I said five here. I didn't do five. <laughs> I did two because, as it turns out, when you're writing micro features, there's an absence of any further, any, any bigger idea. You can't be asked much. You could have just said two then. Yeah, I could have done, but I saw five in there, and I thought you might call me out on it because you're <laughs> not letting me away with much. These <laughs> <laughs> so, first game is called "Hang on a minute, racists." In this game, the protagonist must press the space bar to call out racism online. But watch out: the more you call out racism, the less effective it is. But watch out. If you look, if you just let everyone be racist, racism will go super racist. But watch out! Now the racists are accusing you of white genocide in a way that doesn't seem sincere, but makes you realise that there's a chasm between you that communication can never cross. When do you stop pressing space? 
Or do you decide to press left control instead to indulge in a vivid, unsettling fantasy in which you end up torturing someone until they are not racist anymore? And how many people do you have to torture before everyone else is finally too scared to be openly racist again? One thing's for sure, torturing people until they like you is getting easier and easier, and your army of brutally maimed and psychologically broken ex-racists will soon be ready for their own Twitter accounts. That's a good game. Next game is Ripe Old Daddy Poopers. In this game, the protagonist must govern a village of... <laughs> must govern a village in panic about the return of an unknowable demon called Ripe Old Daddy Poopers. You have 13 days in which to spend your resources in preparation. Despite knowing nothing about the beast, all you have is a letter saying, Hi, I'm a demon called Ripe Old Daddy Poopers. I'll be there in 13 days to gobble you up. Will you buy Bibles or guns? Will you litter the floor of the town in banana peels or install a gigantic magnifying glass in the town square? Will you satirise him in a play that characterises ripe old daddy poopers as an incompetent, bumbling idiot demon in the hope that he will leave you alone because attacking you would make it look like he was sensitive to criticism like a woman is? <laughs> Or will you slaughter all your townspeople invite and invite ripe old daddy poopers into your host body and journey into the netherworlds and enjoy anti-Christmas with your new pooper family? You've got 13 days to decide because ripe old daddy poopers is coming to town. Love it. That's really good. Wish number four. Pillow fight. that point you're going to play the, the sound effect of the Saturdays having a pillow fight and breaking the bed <laughs> hey that's the end of episode 224 2-4 of the regular Peters podcast you know what guys I've had a fun time yes I've thought about it and it was fun mm. but I've got to go I know you guys have all day I... to swan about with your knickers out Doing diddly whatever you do, I have important business to go back to. It's six in the morning, and that's, that's when we're when recording. The business starts. No, six. no one could know when we're Big recording. Big city bell this. rings and trading begins. The bell. I've got to be on the floor because the bell's ringing. Bow bells, because you're a Cockney trader. Yeah, and the stock market, the shares. I mean, the shares are all happening, and I'm a city boy. Mm-hmm. I'm a city man. <laughs> when I does that happen? Sex last when night. When does that change? <laughs> when you have sex with a city girl. Mm. She becomes a city woman. I become a city man. Our share index. Well, I was sharing more than my index. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Much. What <laughs> happens with a city puppy becoming a city index, dog? I mean index finger. I put two fingers in a woman's asshole. What am I talking both, about? Both, both index fingers of each hand. If you're poking them, pulling them apart, have a look. If you sniff your city fingers, they become yeah. city thumbs. Shitty fingers. <laughs> um, gosh, where are we? What are we doing? Mm, asking for money, I think. Oh, if you like the podcast, 
Um, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features, and that's how you can help us out. You can donate a little bit per episode um, as much as you like. Uh, it helps us run this, uh, the Venga bus of regular features. The good ship regular features. Yeah. Um, or you can go to one of our live shows. We have a live show coming up in Feb. Uh, which the tickets are selling off the off selling the, off selling the shelves. <laughs> we shouldn't have put the tickets on shelves. Um, well, it doesn't matter where we put them. You idiots keep buying them. <laughs> <laughs> We've been hiding them in bushes, and they're still selling like hot cakes. Stacks of tuppenny bits. Cakes. <laughs> Bush cakes. Yeah, um, first Monday, February, February sixth at the Canal Cafe Theatre. Well, I've got to check this. Now. Go to canalcafetheatre dot com, or you can go to our website, Regular Features. And it's February 9th. It's not it's the 6th. <laughs> yes, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I tune in for episode 225, which is the number of squares on a Scrabble board. Really? Believe it or not, you'd be wise to believe it, because that's just one of the numbers I've known since I was a child. I care. I care too much about what 15 squared is. See you next week. Be good to one another. And always believe in the power of love. Goodbye. And a big bowl of happiness. Excellent news. A big bowl of excellent news. We'll be back news. with a bowl of excellent... A second helping of excellent news. <laughs> Good night. Regular features. 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 Oh, yes. Regular features. Regular features, regular features, 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 regular 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 features, Chaotic end. (laughs) (laughs) Great fun. Great fun had by all. Very good. I like it.